Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 16. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. It's great to have you with us on the Strategic Living Podcast. My name is Brian Holmes, and as always, we are about transforming minds, developing leaders, activating destinies, and ultimately we believe that nations can be changed, communities can be changed, because you and I are doing what God has created us to do. An exciting time to be alive. I trust you're ready to engage with us today in a great conversation. I have a very special guest for you on the program, and I'm looking forward to introducing you to him in just a moment. So wherever you are, just get ready, and let's get started. Welcome, everybody, today to the program. My name is Brian Holmes, and it is always exciting, always a joy to have you with us here on the Strategic Living Podcast. And today is not going to be any exception. We expect fully that you are going to not only enjoy what we bring to you today, but also we believe it's going to impact you in a very real way. Today on the program, I am really excited to bring to you a very special guest. This gentleman is not only uh, a colleague of mine, but he's a very good friend, somebody that I have been involved with in life and in business for quite a little while now, and I'm just excited that I have the opportunity to not only introduce you to him, but also to his work. He has just released, or is just about to release, his brand new book, Finding Your Voice. And as you know, this subject and all the things that pertain to it are very, very important to what we do here on this program and in our lives. And we believe with all of our heart that every single one of us are created to do something to accomplish something unique and special. I believe that each of you are destined to make a significant contribution in the world and impact the lives of someone. And this particular book, this uh, interview we're going to share with you even about this book, I believe is going to inspire you to really pursue on a different level what God has for you. You know, so many people struggle with knowing who they are. So many people are really lost in their journey. And along the way, I believe it's probably accurate to say that many people have lost their voice. They have somehow missed out on their opportunities because life happens, and in the process, we we lose that edge. And Joel, in his book, Finding Your Voice, has hit the nail on the head, and I know that you're going to enjoy what we have to offer you today. Well, without further ado, let me take you now to the interview that I conducted not too long ago with my friend, Joel Bogus. Well, man, it's a joy today to have on the program my friend, Joel Bogus. Joel is obviously a life coach, a career coach. He has a master's degree in counseling, phenomenal speaker and communicator, and as we're going to talk about today, he's a very successful author, and the thing that I love about Joel more than anything is really he and I are kindred spirits. We both have a just a very powerful passion for helping others find their voice, helping others find their purpose, 
helping others to engage what God has created them to be and to do. And so, Joel, my friend, it is a pleasure to have you on the Strategic Living Podcast. Welcome, man. Oh, thank you, Brian, for those kind words. It, it is a delight to be here, and I always appreciate uh, you and Sabrina, and thank you so much for having me back on your show. Well, it is a blessing, my friend. Well, I tell you what, I am so excited about the release of your new book. And uh, But before we get into that, I want to just give our, my listeners a little bit of a backdrop on how you and I met. Uh, the crazy thing is, is that you and I were so close to meeting probably on so many occasions, but never did. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just kind of give the backdrop. One of the churches in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that I relate to very closely is Covenant Church of Carrollton, Pastor Mike and Kathy Hayes. And they have planted and, and launched a number of campuses around the DFW Metroplex, one of which is in uh, the city of Colleyville, Texas. And my dear friends, Ricky and Sid Tejada, are the senior leaders of that particular congregation. And so, you know, we've just been around the same people for a long time. So about a year and a half ago, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, attending a speaker's conference or a speaker's boot camp. And I just heard in passing that there were some folks there from the Dallas area. So I went over to introduce myself. And lo and behold, as we began comparing notes, we knew all the same people, had all the same connections, and were in some ways a part of the same family. And so right away, Joel and I struck up a great relationship, he and his beautiful wife, Pay. And uh, man, it's just been a joy the last year and a half. It's one of those relationships that you just happen to know, you have to know that God connected two people and, and it, it was a divine thing. So I'm just grateful that we finally hooked up, even though we've probably been in the same room together a thousand times before that, that particular meeting in Atlanta. And here we are, Brian. And yeah, it's just amazing how just everything comes together and 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 people just uh, come into your life and connections are formed and strengthened uh, quickly, quickly. When, when the timing is right, everything just seems to fall in place. It does, man. And I'm just, I want you to know that I'm blessed to know you and blessed to have you in my world. And uh, just, uh, it's a privilege to collaborate with you and work with you on so many things. Let's talk about finding your voice. Yeah, the okay. Book, the book. Uh, and the subtitle of the book is Sort Through the Clutter and Discover Clarity, Confidence, and Direction. Man, what a fantastic title. And uh, I happen to have a copy of the book in my hand, and congratulations, first of all, on on the release of the book. But secondly, what a beautiful book, what an eye-catching book, and no doubt it's going to grab people's attention. Well, thank you again, Brian. Finding Your Voice has been a labor of love for us. We have poured uh, all of our experience all of our insight, all of our, our know-how in, into this book. And gosh, we have interviewed just so many of our clients to really understand their biggest takeaways from the whole Finding Your Voice experience so we could effectively communicate that in ways that other people would find uh, relatable and uh, easy to apply in, in their own life. So it is... Um, been a, a wonderful, wonderful project. We're excited, on fire, passionate about getting this into the hands of you know hundreds and thousands of people and ministry organizations and making the difference in so many other people's lives, helping them find the clarity, the confidence, and the direction that leads to finding your voice. And you know, just real quick, 
Uh, Kent Julian, of course, was was the uh, person whose boot camp that you and I attended where we met. Yes, yes. At the Speak It Forward boot camp. Well, you know, everything comes full circle. You know how God is like that. And Kent Julian is actually uh, giving a VIP pass, a fully a full expense paid tuition to his Speak It Forward boot camp as one of my book bonuses for one lucky book buyer. So we wow. are just, we are so excited. You know, that's, that's pretty much a thousand dollar, uh, two day live event programs. Yep. So people that are wanting to get into the world of speaking, I mean, that, that is, it's almost like mandatory education, but, uh, I'm so glad to have him on board. Of course, we're offering uh, discounts to all the book buyers just so people can take advantage of that, um, uh, offer as well from Kent, a very generous offer, but, uh, one, uh, VIP pass uh, for the book bonus. So well, I'm just real excited to have him plus other people that you know, like Bob Berg, Dan Miller, and the list just goes on and on and on. We've got about 15, 16 different bonuses that are included when people purchase the book right there uh, at release. So we're excited. Awesome. Well, man, yeah. let's let's talk about the content of the book. Okay. Uh, one of the the quotes that happened very early on, I believe it might have even been in the introduction, you said that the lies you tell yourself keep you trapped and the truth sets you free. And mm -hmm. of course, anyone that knows us and our voice and the message that we are propagating out there knows that we are very passionate about dealing with untruth. And uh, that, that quote really struck me. And I found really that that statement was a phenomenal backdrop or undergirding for the story you unfold in Finding Your Voice. Mm -hmm. And then I began to read chapter number one. And frankly, Joel, you know, you, you've shared part of your story with me in the past, but not to this uh, depth for sure. And as I began to read your story, it, it was not unlike so many other stories I've heard from the hundreds and thousands of people that we've touched over the last 15, 20 years doing what we do. But I was just blown away, man, at the, at the, the scope of the pain, the hurt, the, uh, the things you had to be exposed to as a young child. And I would love for my audience to hear a little bit about that just as we start this interview tonight. Yeah, thanks, Brian, for giving me the opportunity to talk about it. You know, life as an at-risk child started for me about age three. My parents separated, and I lived with my mom. And we didn't have any money. In fact, we lived with my mom's sister for a period of time, and we were surviving on not much more than food stamps and a hundred dollar gift uh, from my aunt. That was a monthly gift, hundred dollars a month gift plus food stamps. And one time when I was five years old, I went off on a nature hike uh, on one of the weekends where I was visiting my dad and there was a couple of friends there and a couple of other kids. And we kind of wandered away from the group. Now remember I was five at the time and we being, uh, little kids, Curious George, uh, we went on our own nature hike and I found a hill. We're in the middle of the Texas hill country, so hills were all over the place. And I scaled the side of this hill and what was running alongside parallel to the hill was a bridge. And being a little kid, of course, the bridge looked like a jungle gym to me. So I climbed on the bridge, uh, egged my friends to join me on the bridge. And then we went right to the middle of the bridge and tested our balance by laying down on the tracks and calling down to our parents. Well, about that time, 
a whistle sounded in the the far off distance and it started getting louder and louder. And then my dad frantic started scaling up that side of the hill, trying to get me because what I didn't tell you earlier is that that bridge was actually a train track. Oh my. And it was a train track that was suspended over a, a ditch that was 30 feet up, up above the air. Uh, up, um, excuse me, up in the air, th- suspended by 30 feet. And of course, the horn blasts grew louder. The the brakes started screeching and sparks started, started flying everywhere. And eventually that train, that powerful locomotive came to a to a halt. And then by about that time, my dad had gotten to the top of the, of the railroad tracks and frantically in a panic, looking for his son. And when he looked to where I was supposed to be, there was a guy standing in between two of the railroad cars and he was pointing to the ground. And my dad looked at the ground and there I was uh, laying in a pool of my own blood. So when my dad and his friends raced back down the hill and my dad grabbed my little arm to try to feel for a pulse, barely was there one because I had lost so much blood from that fall, Brian, that by the time the emergency crew arrived on the scene, they weren't even able to start an IV in me because my, my veins had, had collapsed. Well, that traumatic event set off a series of, of actions. And I talk about it fully in the book and there was uh, extensive recovery not just on, on my behalf, but also on my parents' part. Because remember, they were also in their own healing process. Their marriage had, had crumbled. Uh, there was some trust issues on, on both sides. And, and they were in that all-too-common rebuilding their life after a, after a marital collapse phase. And while I had access to both my parents uh, growing up, that also means that I got to watch front row the destructive behaviors that they both um, participated in. Right. For my dad, like a lot of men who are struggling to find themselves in their voice, he picked the usual vices, uh, the drugs, the alcohol, uh, the promiscuous sex. And, and as terrible as that was to, to watch and sometimes even to, to, you know, be a part of, to be there in the, in the same room. Well, my mom added an additional element to that dangerous cocktail. And that is she invited in to live with her an abuser who lived with her from about age six to when I was about age 13. So about seven years. Wow. And that, and I got to watch that uh, pretty much firsthand uh, of what happened. And basically what I saw, Brian, is I saw a woman who was lost, didn't know her own voice, didn't even understand that she had value or worth or a voice to share with other people. And that, Brian, triggered in me, as it would in anyone, a a desire to to be the guy that, that would help people, you know, get in touch with, who they really are, what excites them. 
and and what what they stand for. Matter of fact, I can remember a time I was about ten years old. I walked out into the living room of my mom's house, and my mom and Doyle were off, you know, fighting in the corner. And of course, Doyle was manhandling my mom. And I don't know what I said, Brian, but at age ten, I'm sure it was full of wit <laughs> and, and wisdom. But whatever I said, Doyle stopped what he was doing to my mom and focused his attention on me from across the room. And, you know, he charged at me and my mom did what any mom would have done. And she immediately chased after him to take a stand for me to get in between me and in, in any harm's way. And while I wasn't able to process it at the time, I was 10 still am not able to fully process it now in my mid forties. But that action, that action that my mom took sent off a shot grenade in my spirit. And that triggered that desire to be the guy who would stand in the gap for, for people and especially women everywhere. And I think that was the turning point for me. You know, that story is, is so similar. Maybe some of the details are unique and different, but in my experience, Joel, over the last you know 15 to 20 years of traveling the country and working with people who are hurting, uh, it seems that so many people in their adult life are actually dealing with lies and tragedy and difficult circumstances that they endured during their childhood. It's It's almost as though... Uh, a child's destiny, a child's voice is vanished or, or ban- banished rather uh, at a very early age because of things that no child should have to go through. But the fact is, you know, in life, things do happen. Back to what you said at the beginning of this show, the, the, you know, it's the lies that you tell yourself that keep you trapped. Well, during that experience, not only of the things that I experienced, but also the things that my mom and dad experienced, and remember, they were just all, they were doing the best that they knew how to do at the, at the time. So there, there's no uh, condemnation in uh, when I talk about my, about my parents, because they were doing the, the sure, best sure. with, with the, the, the corruptness that they grew up around. But um, there were lies told by many, many people during that time. There were things that were untrue, spoken to my mom, to my dad. And to me. And so over time, just like anyone, people come to accept those, those rules and those beliefs. And if, if you let them take root in you, you know, like a, like a bamboo tree, well, that'll wrap around your spirit and that'll keep you from growing and moving or uh, doing anything that you have the potential to do. So, you know, part of the finding your voice process is is breaking free from lies or roots, if you will, uh, that hold you in place, and really finding the truth within within you, right? Because because once we get a hold of that truth, and really get an understanding of our potential, our possibilities, and our purpose, well, that that changes the game. So how is how is your voice and purpose and destiny related? How do those things? Are they one and the same? Are they are they interrelated? How do you view those things? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, when I started to write the book, Finding Your Voice, I looked up the word voice. 
And one of the definitions for voice is to give full expression to. And that, that's a good way to look at it. You know, when I talk to people and they ask me, what is, what is finding your voice? And, and what, what is this whole idea about voice? And I just said, you know, it's giving full expression to your skills and abilities, your, your style and your, your dreams, your vision, your, your passion. It's whatever it is that helps you give full expression to yourself. Excellent. Well, we believe very strongly, and I know you you espouse the same belief that every person born has a destiny, has a mm-hmm. destiny code, if you will. Every person that God ever created, there is a design and a purpose and an assignment on that person's life. You bet. And, you know, we, we do get derailed. We do take some pretty severe detours because of life and situations and, and things that we pick up along the way. But in finding one's voice, in finding clarity and confidence and direction again, uh, what what are some of the the processes that a person has to go through, things they have to deal with in order to begin to turn that thing around? Sure, that's a great question. I think the first thing, Brian, is that they have to have they have to have a willingness to to look within themselves, and and a willingness to look at what might have been some some confusing or some, some painful situations or circumstances that they have been through. And that willingness to look within themselves, that's, that's the first uh, point. You can't find someone else's voice or you can't do the work for them. Uh, a person has to be willing uh, to do that. And, and when, once they're willing to do that, then we start to, to understand, well, what were some of, the, some of the disempowering beliefs or some of the, the rules, some of the lies maybe that were passed along to you? Uh, over time. You know, I write about the story in the Finding Your Voice book. You might have read it already. It's a story about one of my, one of my, uh, comes from one of my favorite movies, uh, Rudy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you remember Rudy, well, Rudy Rudiger, and I won't ruin the, ruin the movie if you've never seen it, if other people have never seen it, but Rudy had a dream to play Notre Dame football. Well, to attend Notre Dame and to play Notre Dame football. And, you know, there is a scene in that movie where his dad, played by Ned Beatty, kind of takes him to the side and explains to young Rudy that I'm a blue-collar worker. I work in an oil refinery. This is the dad speaking. Uh, My dad, he was a blue-collar guy. He worked in an oil refinery. Uh, Your older brother, blue-collar guy. He works alongside with me in the oil refinery uh, factory. Why don't you do what our family does and, you know, take your hard hat and join join the workers? you know, punch in. See, what, what happened in that scene really is that Rudy's dad was trying to pass along to Rudy a rule that he had accepted. And that was, that was his belief. That was the rule that the dad chose to live by. And Rudy's older brother actually chose to accept that rule. But you see, Rudy decided that he needed to write the rules according to his dream and to his belief. And he chose that that wasn't the rule for him. Might be okay for other people, but it wasn't for him. So he arranged his beliefs, he arranged his thoughts, and he arranged his actions to accommodate the rule that he chose to believe. Same thing for, for in everyday life. We have to be willing to look at the rules, the beliefs that were passed down to us by sometimes parents, sometimes authority sure. figures, sometimes our peers. There's also a scene in that movie where, uh, let's see, who, who was it? I, I forget the actor's name. But um, 
uh, one of the priests. You know, if you see the movie, you, you probably remember when Rudy went to Notre Dame, went to the campus, and one of the priests, uh, Kavanaugh, I think his name was, Father Kavanaugh came out to talk to Rudy in the middle of the night. And one of the things Kavanaugh said, this is a man of the cloth. He said that, well, you know, Rudy, Notre Dame's not for everyone. Not everyone can go to school here. And what that tells me is that even people with the best of intentions can sometimes get it wrong. Absolutely. Father Kavanaugh trained, you know, in uh, ministry, uh, was, a, was a priest, was doing what he thought was the right thing to do. And as far as he's concerned, it was the right thing to do. But he was also trying to hand off to Rudy uh, a rule or belief that, that he thought applied. I like to say it like this. Sometimes well-intentioned people point you in the wrong direction. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's, yes. it's, it's, their hearts are right. They, they mean well, but they're only able to provide to you direction based on their own experience, their own context, and their own grid. You bet. And, and if they don't see, in our terminology, what God sees about you, they're going to point you where they're comfortable, where they're familiar with, not necessarily where, where your voice is, where your passion is, where your heart is, or where your destiny is. Absolutely. And, you know, none of those people had bad intentions. They were just doing the best that they understood. Exactly. You know, here, here's something that I'd like to just throw in here. Just having read your book and having worked in this arena for a while, every person deep down longs to find what I call their lane. And, and I think we, we get bombarded with, as you said, poor examples as children, maybe tragic uh, circumstances or difficult circumstances. Uh, we are told certain things. You know, uh, my dad was a good man. He was a great guy. But, you know, his mindset, his belief system, if you will, was, well, son, you know, you, you just got to do what you got to do. You got to, you know, get a good education, get a good job and work for somebody for 50 years and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and they mean well. They want to see you succeed, but they do not have the capacity to see your life the way God intended it. And so sometimes you have to go on your own journey. Sometimes you have to, it's not that you're not seeking counsel and, and listening to other people's wisdom and other people's advice, but sometimes you do have to say, all right, this is something that I have to seek out for myself and really understand who am I? And you talk about that in the book. Who am I really? Who, who, who did God create me to be? What is it that I'm supposed to be doing with my life? Absolutely. And it's, a, know, very, it's a very intentional and personal process. Well, when people understand, Brian, that there's no grading system attached to really looking at your own reflection and then reflecting back what you see, once people understand that, it is freeing and it is, it is liberating. Well, in your book, and I'm looking at it right now, okay. you, you begin to lay out a process and you talk about identifying your beliefs, talk about sometimes even in that process, challenging your beliefs and, mm -hmm. and where there is toxic, poisonous, uh, untruth, I like to call it, you know, you have to find the antidote for that. You have to, you have to find something to replace that and to war against that and ultimately overcome the limiting belief. And then you you talk about, and this is a what I want a point I want to get to here. You talk about once you discover truth, you have to speak the truth. You have to affirm that to yourself. Mm -hmm. Talk about that a little bit. Sure, absolutely. Well, when I talk about finding the antidote, I'm talking about looking in scripture, 
looking in spiritual literature, looking in biography, whatever it is that you want to look in for truth and, and for, for factual information, you know, find something that counteracts whatever the limiting belief is. Yeah. Like, uh, like I, I worked with a, with a woman, single mom, she was getting ready to, um, she was working in finance, had worked in finance for a long, long time. She was in her mid thirties and, and she, for a long time, most of her adult life thought that she didn't possess the, the intelligence to, to be a physician. So even though that was her dream to be a physician, she, for a long time, gave in to, to the belief that she wasn't. And unfortunately, she was surrounded by people that kind of fed into that disempowering belief. Well, when she and I went through the process and we really started uncovering some things about her potential and her possibilities, she started challenging her own belief. You might have read about her story in the book. And there was one day it just hit her like a, like a flash of brilliance that, wait a minute, what am I doing in living this life and just meeting the status quo when I am, I have the potential to do so much more than that. And that's all it took for her. She applied to medical school. She took the, the requirements, you know, it was tough. She was a single mom, still is. And many requirements, prerequisites that she had to make, but she did it. And my gosh, Brian, I had the pleasure. I'm probably going to start crying now, but I had the pleasure of writing her recommendation letter to her medical wow. school board wow. just about a month ago. It, it was incredible. You got to challenge, challenge the beliefs. And the thing about beliefs is they are uh, incognito. They're covert because oftentimes beliefs kind of seep into our unconsciousness and then we don't even realize that they're holding us in place because it's just become a part of us. And like all of my coaching, it, it's, it's, there's no condemnation there. It's just challenge, just a challenge. Right. Because we've all, we all have them. We all have beliefs that are keeping us from realizing our full potential, regardless of the level of success that that person has already achieved. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to do you like you did me not too long ago. I want to ask you, which this is, by the way, impossible. For my listeners, this is impossible to ask someone who's written a book that is so prolific to summarize the steps with two or three steps. But if you were to to whittle this down to, all right, if I'm going to engage the journey of finding my voice, what are the, the top three or four key things that I must do and in what sequence? How do I begin this process? Okay, very good. First thing, I, first thing I do is make a promise to yourself that you're going to be 100% real and authentic right. with yourself as you're going through this process. You've probably seen this with some of your own clients. I know I have. Is For the first session or two, um, clients kind of don't know what's safe and what's not safe. Right. They, they don't know what answers they, sh they should give and what answers they should just pretend like they, they're not thinking about. But over time, of course, they they realize that this is this is about them, and this is about their uh, journey and their honesty. So, uh, first thing, you've got to be one hundred percent honest uh, with yourself. If there's not a safe enough space for you to to share that with people that are surrounding you, I mean, then that's okay. Then then don't do that if that's if you're going to find yourself uh, just fighting the battle more than finding your voice. 
but um, be 100% honest with yourself. Next thing I would recommend that, that people do is get an understanding of what it is that you really want in your life, not what other people say you should want or what you've heard other people say that you want. And this, this might even go to authority figures. But um, understand what you really want. And, and one of the tools that I use with all of my clients, recommended tool, is to put together a vision board. And I, and I recommend that because when people think and work with pictures and phrases and words and colors, their creativity and their imagination just, just absolutely comes to life. Once people realize that there's also no grading system attached to, to the visioning process. And when you're working with a good coach, he, he or she can draw those things out of a vision. Once, once you allow yourself to fully participate uh, in the process, you can, you can get a handle on your, your passion, on your personality style, on what's most important to you. Matter of fact, I was doing a podcast right before we started ours um, with, with a nurse and her podcast is called One Love for Nurses. And I was helping her help her audience really get clarity on what was most important to her audience, which in that case was nurses. We were looking at her vision board and the way she had made certain pictures and words and phrases on her vision board bigger than the others and in the way she arranged them on her vision board. Well, that told us a, a whole lot about what was really important to her. Oh, yeah. And how she really saw herself uh, making a difference. Absolutely. So that, that, that is an absolute great tool. Another tool that I encourage people to use is a little simple worksheet that I have up on my website. You can, you can go to fyvradio.com. You can download all of our resources uh, for free, fyvradio.com. And it's what I like to call a, a reaching out questionnaire. And in this questionnaire, you email it out to three, four, maybe five of your closest contacts. These can be family members, if you have them available, if they'll tell you the truth. It could be coworkers. It could be loved ones. And just five simple questions. And you don't do the responding, but the people that you send it to do. And simple questions on there like, you know, what have you always noticed that I've been good at but never told me about? What kind of people are drawn to me? What do you always hear me talking about contributing to or being the solution for? Simple questions. And when, when people answer those questions and they get them back to you, a lot of times that clarifies so much about your personality and, and style and the way you want to make a difference in the world. And I think one of the reasons for that is because other people tend to see in us things that we have either overlooked or haven't assigned value to. I think that's a great, uh, very few people talk about that as a tool, Joel, because, um, you know, not everyone is comfortable having someone else express quote unquote, an opinion or, or an observance about them, an observation rather about them. But I tell you what, there is something so authentic and so, um, objective. That's the word about having someone else answer those kinds of questions and say, how do you see me in this light? How do you see me in this area? And I, I think that's a phenomenal recommendation, and I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, people will, tell you, people will tell you how you're showing up. Oh, yeah. If, you have, if, you, if there are people in your life that will tell you the truth 
then yeah, absolutely use them. The, the woman that I just had a show with, she uh, used her, her two kids and her kids were old enough to understand that. And her husband, yeah. Did it take some courage? You bet. Absolutely. It did. But she was hungry, uh, Brian. She had to explore more about herself. She yeah. had to really understand and learn what it was that made her tick. She wanted she wanted to get clarity in her own voice. And that's the hunger that she, uh, that's the reason that she did it is because she was hungry and she knew that there was more in there. Absolutely. And she, and she was determined to find it. Well, the book is Finding Your Voice, Sort mm -hmm. Through the Clutter and Discover Clarity, Confidence and Direction. And I I want to say something about the book here real quickly as we begin to wrap this up. The book is not just a book you sit down and read, and I'm, I'm so grateful for that, Joel. I really am impressed and so grateful for the way you've formatted the book because every chapter, of course, contains meaningful, useful content, but then it also gives the reader the opportunity to reflect uh, by looking at certain questions, certain key points that are in that chapter. Every chapter has a chapter summary where they can write and journal their responses or their their own feelings, uh, maybe what God is speaking to them through the content of each chapter. And then as you get toward the, the back of the book, you also introduce a number of tools and provide links to those, references to various podcasts and audio uh, materials that, that augment and add to what is happening in the reader's life as they walk through the process. And man, I tell you what, for anyone who really wants to go on a journey and discover who they really are, wants to find their voice, and wants to do a massive quantum leap forward in their progress in their life, uh, this book, I cannot recommend it highly enough, Finding Your Voice by my friend Joel Bogus. Joel, here's the key question now. When can people get this book and where do you want them to go to get it? Sure. Very good. Well, you can, you can, you can pre-order the book right now on Amazon. Every, everyone's familiar with that, but what I would encourage people to do is wait till November 5th. On November 5th, not only are we going to have the book available for delivery right there on Amazon, but we are also going to have book bonuses available for 48 hours, for a 48 hour window. We're going to have book bonuses available. You know, the people that are involved just, I, I I'm still amazed that some of these people are involved. Mark Sanborn is involved. You know, the go-giver himself, Bob oh, yeah. Berg, is involved. Uh, our mutual friends, Dan and Joanne Miller, are adding in their audio uh, training. Barefoot executive, Carrie Wilkerson. Oh, I love Carrie. Is, in, is involved. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, and on and on and on. So we have got, um, of course, Kent Julian, I've already mentioned him. Um, within that book launch period, which is 48 hours, so November 5th, November 6th, when, when you buy the book, you're going to have immediate access to audio training from some of those names that I've mentioned, video training to some of those names that I've mentioned, uh, eBooks, resources, uh, also live event passes. We've got, we basically have, we have three buckets of bonuses for people to take advantage of. We have a family and relationship bucket. We have a personal growth and self-development bucket. And then we have an entrepreneurial in business bucket and people can take advantage of one or all of the bonuses completely up to them. All you need to do is uh, get the book on Amazon and uh, 
the bonuses are yours. That's awesome. Now, for for all of you who are listening, you're listening to this podcast on Friday, November the 1st. So know this, next week on Tuesday and Wednesday, the window is open. And so we want you to go to Amazon.com and just search in the search field there for Finding Your Voice by Joel Bogus and take advantage of these absolutely amazing offers and bonuses that uh, these guys have put together. So it's Friday the 1st of November, and you got a few days to gear up. So just be reminded as you're listening to the podcast to uh, take advantage of this great offer. Joel, what a pleasure it is, man, to have you on the program uh, again. And I'm just so delighted. Uh, and I'm just, I'm so, gosh, I'm darn proud of you, man. This book is going to change a lot of people's lives. And uh, I will certainly be recommending it to people that I am touching as well. So thank you, man. Before we sign off here, Please tell us about your podcast, how we can find your website, how we can connect with your community. Sure. Easiest way to do do it is just go to fyvbook.com. F, FYV stands for Finding Your Voice, but I just shortened it. It's fyvbook.com. fyvradio.com is, is a great website, too. Uh, those are just URLs. It'll take you to the same place. You can download all of our podcasts. I think we have close to 250 now um, with some of the the thought leaders of today and names that, that everyone would recognize if I mentioned them. And uh, we are excited about the Finding Your Voice show. Definitely excited about the Finding Your Voice book. And you know, our, our goal is to reach out and to help as many people as possible in their own journey toward finding your voice. Joel, thank you, man. God bless and I just pray that uh, all of your efforts and all of your passion and all the things that uh, that you are putting your hands to in this particular season is blessed, and, and you certainly are making a difference. So thank you for being on the Strategic Living Podcast today, and we are certainly grateful. Oh, thanks, Brian. All the best. Well, I hope you enjoyed this interview with our great friend Joel Bogus. To find out more about Joel or about his new book, you can visit the show notes for this episode at brianholmes.com forward slash 016. Again, that's brianholmes.com forward slash 016. I also want to invite you to make a comment about this episode. Same page, brianholmes.com forward slash 016. Go down to the bottom of the show notes and you'll see the comment section there. We'd love to engage with you in conversation about your thoughts concerning finding your voice. Well, a couple of quick announcements for you here. I have two openings for coaching clients, and I would love the opportunity to speak with you about possibly coming alongside of you and helping you to arrive at that place where you are most productive, most satisfied, and where you're able to really reach your goals and succeed in what it is that God's called you to do. If you have any interest in maybe having us uh, do that and become your personal life coach, your executive coach, your business coach. Go to our website, brianholmes.com, and just submit a request there. We'll be happy to contact you and talk to you about that. Also, if you'd like to have us come and speak at your church, your conference, any type of leadership event or training, we would be honored to serve you or your organization in any way possible. You can visit brianholmes.com forward slash speaking to find out more about that. Last thing I want to tell you about is is that we have a number of exciting things that are coming up in the very near future. I am working on a major, major project. I'm going to leave it at that for the moment, but I am thrilled. It really is a lifetime in the making. 
so much of my life's work is now going into this one project. And when we launch this to the public, I know it's going to make a substantial difference in your journey and those that you love. And so just stay tuned. Be excited about it with me, okay? In the meantime, just get excited with me and know there are some phenomenal things coming here toward the first of the year. I'd love to ask you to subscribe to our updates at brianholmes.com. It's our way of communicating with you. Uh, We send out maybe one email a week, occasionally one more than that, but usually it's just an update on our posts, our podcast, our Monday Mastery videos, and we'd love to engage with you by email that way. Also, if you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, if it's something you enjoy, something that you're benefiting from, we'd love to have you subscribe and download that on a regular basis. And, of course, uh, we'd love to have you rate it in iTunes. That gives us tremendous visibility. It helps us to keep our show up near the top of the ranking so that others just like you can find out what we're doing here at Strategic Living with Brian Holmes. Well, share this with your friends on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and all the other social media networks. We'd love to have you really help us to get the word out about this program and all that we're doing at brianholmes.com. Well, in closing, let me just share this with you. I believe that you have something special to offer this world. No matter what you've been through, no matter what your story, and now all of us have a story, but whatever your story is, I want you, as Joel shared today, to find your voice. And I believe you can. I believe you will. There is something that you are uniquely designed to contribute to mankind. Someone in this world is waiting for you to be that person God's created you to be. And I want to see you healed from your past, again, transformed in your mind. And we want to help you be activated to go out and fulfill your unique purpose, your unique destiny. Well, again, thank you for being with us on the program today. I really trust that something we've shared has challenged you to pursue God's very best for your life. And we believe with all of our hearts that you are designed to create, to prosper, to do well, to impact the world that you live in. And we're just so proud and so humbled to be a part of that. Well, until next time, remember this, you are made in his image. You are designed for a purpose. You are destined for greatness, and the entire world is really waiting for you to show up and be that man, that woman that God's called you to be. Well, the next time, God bless. We'll see you right back here next week.